Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast brought to you by Bald Move. Tonight we're talking about episode 705, Holes. You can find everything we do at baldmove.com. I'm your host, Dayron. And I'm Cecily. Uh, what did you think about this episode? Well, this episode creeped oh, also, me out. trigger warning for those of you with tripophobia. <laughs> we're about to discuss holes. Holes throughout the context of this episode. All right. It's safe now. <laughs> But um, uh, all the pieces are together now in a typical Ryan Murphy-esque arc. Now the pieces are all together and the next couple of episodes will be just some random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they'll round it so they'll, out they'll with a, a whole other story arc. There's a three-episode twisty arc coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, there'll be five more flashbacks to completely change the context of everything we've seen before. But can you believe this? <laughs> the big reveal. Yeah. Ivy's part of the cult. High comedy. High comedy. That is great. That Nobody great. saw it coming. Were you so shocked? Right. And and the fact that uh oh my god, the doctor's his brother and he's in on it. Ah, ah. Yeah, no, that's gonna that, that that was some that was some funny stuff. Now I don't the thing is Is that is is that because we watch this show multiple times and we do this podcast on it, we have everybody pointing out the stuff that we miss and the feedback and like we're just like extra wired in or is it that like is the average audience member or even below average audience member being like jesus christ why are they playing the dramatic horns i sniffed this out two episodes ago that was a leading ass question it was because there's no way i could answer it <laughs> like i could not possibly tell you an experience that isn't my own <laughs> Well, that's that just that's a hypothetical question you're just posing to that the is, universe, the audience. Is that right? My mind is blown. Like I haven't is felt it? this way since the goddamn Matrix. <laughs> you you're really having me rethink, uh, you know, agency and empathy and all those things. I think it's just our experience with Ryan Murphy and all of the seasons we've watched so far that tell us that this is how it's going to go. Yeah, I I just um, I don't know. I thought this. I didn't like this episode at all. Um, really. The stuff that this was episode was the first one that like grossed me out. I had to look away. It was creepy, right. and that's the thing. Like scary or gory, yeah, torture porny. Yeah, like the stuff that was good was the gory parts, but the gory parts were also kind of torture porn, which I don't like. Now I will say that I'm getting used to it. Some would say some would say the light inside me is beginning to dim, but I would say it's actually the darkness beginning to shine. Uh, but but I, I I it's not bothering me as much, but it's still by far my least favorite form of horror. Hmm. I just don't like the idea of humans. I mean, I know it's real. I don't have any problem confronting that reality. It just really bums me out to think that humans can treat each other like pieces of meat. With no problem, I, mean, I get like killing a man to protect yourself or save your life. Like I can get into that, but like just being like this person, you know. Is gonna die in cold blood. No, no heat involved. This right. Is this crazy is what I was talking about last episode. It's sociopathic. Like, yeah. You, there, you have to have a this, sort of psychosis in order to do that and be able to deal with it. It's, it's like, like Ivy you, throwing up is a natural reaction. Ivy being okay with it, and especially on someone she knows, the next time. I mean, I, I'm not saying she's okay with it. Uh-huh. She had an issue, but I, 
me think she will recover quite easily. No, I, I do think that's like that's kind of like it's accelerated, obviously, but that's how you that's how you fucking habituate people. Or like that's how, Harrison why. is so cool with killing so immediately right. that it, even his wife is right. par for the course. Right. No, I mean it's uh it's crazy. I mean we have it's it's like the concept of you know, like the concept of war crimes, you know. Like you're supposed to, while you're killing each other, observe niceties. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like that's that's yeah. You're right. It's a it's it's a it's a no. It's 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 both. It's it's crazy, but it's also kind of like a a noble concept, and just to see people looking at their fellow men like lambs to be butchered. Like I might fleece it for wool. I might chop them up for meat. It's just it's really disturbing to me yeah. and not entertaining. Like I don't know, maybe some people like gazing into the abyss like that, but you don't like it when the abyss gazes back. I don't like it when the darkness starts to shine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we get into our scene by scene recap? Yes. All right. Uh, Bev reports on Meadows' murder that we left with last time. Uh, the neighborhood is she 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 closes her newscast. Meadow, or Meadows missing report. Meadows they missing. They don't have a body. That's true. Uh, and she says the neighborhood is gripped in terror. Terror. Do you think that's a True Blood reference? I think I, so. I think so too. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I feel like she would t- say terror. I think she's implying that there's a vampire that's responsible <laughs> for all of this. Terror's not putting up any shit. Uh, we see Bob, her the 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 news anchor excoriating her i think that's how you say it excoriating excoriating her for reporting fake news because in actuality even though this sensational crime is getting the headlines crime is the lowest it's ever been with Mm. by several measurable statistics in fact it wouldn't be anything at all if you would just stop doing it beverly (laughs) right right and then she says also Another thing, stop giving airtime to that nut job Kai because Kai is in all of her, you know, all of her stuff saying, oh, I'm a new councilman and all. So these clowns got to be stopped. And uh, so he confronts her with all this and she goes, well, you know, maybe people would be more scared if you didn't sit on this tape of Serena getting butchered. And he says, well, I don't want to piss off her parents. And she's like, you don't want they don't want you to find out that she you were you're fucking her. And then. I don't know. It's a whole mess. It's just a whole mess. So he fires her. So he threatens to fire her, and then she goes, well, I'll call a press conference and ask questions about you, the the woman who got murdered and you sleeping with her. And Ooh. really got him. Really got him. And then they did a simultaneous Z-snap just south of frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, have a nice day, Bob, which seems to be the cult catchphrase. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. It's coming back. It's coming back. Yep. Have a nice so, uh, day. Beverly's a free agent. They're not only sociopaths, they're masters of irony. They are. Masters of irony. So many things. Uh, at the cult house, Winter gives an update on elections and people are glum because Kai's really having a hard time getting traction because most people don't even know city councilmen are being elected. That's <laughs> uh, because no one pays attention to local and midterm elections. And that's the root of all most political evils in this country hey, right now. Don't but, get political with sorry, me in the middle sorry. of American Horror Story. I know story we're cult. just trying to have fun and enjoy our non-political <laughs> American Horror Story season. Fuck me. Uh, so he says, and then, and then the camera boy, I think his name's RJ, RJ, JR, RJ uh, says, well, why are we even fucking around with this stupid council election? And he talks a mess about their perception of legitimacy leads to perception of power. And this is the only election available. And 
He slaps him, bitch slaps him, and then says, we need to make our murderer scarier. He wants to incorporate satanic shit into it. So uh, do you think that if they'd given us a little bit more of an introduction with RJ, uh-huh. maybe last episode, he and Beverly could have been brought into the fold at the same time, uh-huh. that we would make a be- stronger connection with him so that when he dies... It resonates a little bit yeah, more saying, because I like, feel like they just made him, you know, the punching bag since the beginning of this episode. And doesn't... see, I, I feel like here, I, I always hate when I do this, but I'm gonna fucking do it anyway because uh, gonna I, write I, fan I gotta, fiction. I'm gonna write fan fan fiction because it seems to me with giving thirty second thought mm-hmm. that what you do is take a guy like Jose or one of the line cooks at the restaurant uh-huh. that maybe it's not Jose because you got to kill him later in that episode to start all that racial drama with Ali. But you get another line cooked that they can, like, say, like, mutter at each other when the racist guy is going off. Like, who the fuck? Man, who the fuck? And so they're like a, you know, yeah. a, a, a common okay. common bond. They're uh-huh. both very liberal. And then they both get in his cult at the same time because they're disillusioned. Uh-huh. So this moment, like, when he loses his nerve and she's forced to kill him, that would be – that'd be a real – that'd be a real moment. <laughs> True, or you know, RJ, we could just connect to the character we were provided. Right, they could have used some time for that. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, but, but RJ, you're right. It means it means less than nothing to see her kill him. Like, mm-hmm. I she's acting the shit out of it. I see that she's sad and I and and distraught and and ill, and I'm supposed to feel that way for. Her, but I'm just like, it's it's like a paint by numbers emotion, not something that's really been earned. I, but this is American Horror Story. Yeah, so. Uh. Anyway, yeah. Ivy comes in, and oh my god! Oh my god! She's with the clown people. She's in the cult. She's in the cult. She was gaslighting her wife the entire time. Ivy, Ivy's clown. I don't. I don't this is this is Ivy Gate. This yeah. is Ivy Gate. This is scandalous. This is scandalous. I cannot believe we need a special counsel to investigate this irregularity. <laughs> this is a job for the FBI. <laughs> the Federal Bureau of Ivy. Uh, so Allie back home is cleaning her face like you do after you've had a long day of fluffing your son's bedroom. Uh, (laughs) she cleans her face and her neck and then she sees that she has some bruising there, which turns into like things she's scratching. And at some point it turns into a sci-fi FX horror show where there's like visible holes and bugs crawling in and out. And I got to say straight out of the opening credits, I'm not trypophobic, but that was disturbing (laughs) because that's a gross image. That's yeah. a really disgusting imagery, and it's hard to watch. It is, and I can I'm imagine seeing that gross image right. and being reminded of it when you look at other similarly shaped things. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was I going to say about this? This was a dream. A dream? Yeah, this was a dream. This was a dream. This was, no, I and think... she said she woke up and she scratched herself, but yeah, yeah, well, obviously no. what's happening, right, her right. Like standing at the sink and being awake and experiencing anything. Right, and that's so but not... she did actually scratch herself in real life because yeah. of the reaction to it. And her doctor, because she turns out she's in his office, says, you know, these holes are psychic manifestations of holes in your emotional state which he helpfully fills in with Oz saying oh, I, I have a biological need to see him every goddamn day and I'm a parent and I dispute that fact <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's nice when they go well, away what? for a couple days her son's still young yeah, that's true so is mine I'm a monster I'm podcasting his greatest monster uh, <laughs> but but uh, she says you got a biological need to see her son and she's angry she's 
angry that Ivy has made it so she had to stay in the house all alone with these murderers and the police aren't giving her protection and Ivy's canceled on my credit cards and I'm rich people broke and all this other shit. <laughs> and I, I like this. This is, is this the most unlikable character they've ever had on the damn show? Because yes. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Cause I know, like I know that we know that Ivy is the terrible person here. But Allie doesn't know that, and she is showing almost no remorse and no – like the guy praises her for taking like a half-inch responsibility and then throwing a whole yardstick's worth of responsibility to Ivy. It drives me crazy, even knowing that Ivy is really a bad bad person. So the doctor takes all this in stride and says, anything – any previous indications that the relationship was, was tenuous? Flashback. And then we get a flashback to September 2016. It's so convenient when you need to have a story hook. You just fucking put that flashback just in Just put there. it in there. Like, Just you need information, here it is. Do you is. think when Ryan Murphy first discovered the flashback, literally clouds parted and a beam of light came down and angels sang? Because I feel I like that's exactly. when he discovered the flashback, he flashed back to when he discovered the flashback. And he's been <laughs> said, stuck in that I've loop known, ever since. I've had this power all along. <laughs> My God, writing was hard and now it's easy. So anyway, in this flashback, Allie tries to make a move on Ivy. Uh, and clearly Ivy is overworked and not having it, but she continues to push this on her. And, and she this says, is before Allie got awful. This is before Allie got it. This is, and she buys uh, her a Wee Vibe, uh, which is a. What's the street value on that thing? Seventy, eighty dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So. They're, I mean, they are wire wirelessly charging, wirelessly operated. Huh. You can send your partner an Evite over the internet and give them remote control over the internet of your vibe. <laughs> what? How fun would that be? That's a cool, cool trick. And this is the thing that Ivy is saying, <laughs> fuck you two. Again, before before any – the show is – show like I feel like the show established a timeline of Ivy and Allie being happy. Mm-hmm. But stuff under the surface like you know, Allie's lying to her about voting for Jill Stein. But things really broke bad in the show's chronology right after the election. But now the show's showing that they were pretty on a roiling boil before then. Feels cheap to me. Right. So Affy, or, I mean, Affy, Ivy has been gaslighting her for a lot longer than – we suspected. It seems like. Could you explain you gaslighting so? for people who don't know what the fuck you're talking about? Because I feel like oh. that's a term that's crept into a particular milieu of the internet's vocabulary, and it's not prop being properly explained. Okay, I can't describe. I can't tell you where the term itself came from. It came but from it's a basic- play. Oh, did it? Where a man essentially fucks with a woman's sense of reality as a way to control her. Oh, is it like when a man interrupts your explanation so that he can mansplain the thing you were about to explain to you? I didn't do that. (laughs) I would never do that. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, there must be something wrong with me. Jesus Christ, why do I even take the time to do a podcast with you? You embarrassed the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the listeners. Um... And that's gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's 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 what gaslighting is. And if you think it's like no big deal or just something that like social justice warriors complain about, well, fuck you. Um, Should, can anyway. we add a note that we didn't like script that? Oh, at that all? was a fucking that organic. was high five. That was high improv completely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So continue. Yeah. So I mean, because one of our first introductions to the two of them talking um, when I. I why I'm having trouble distinguishing their names tonight, but when Allie starts to kind of lose her mind, 
Ivy comes to her and says, "We have. when's the last time you've had an orgasm or we've had sex or something to that effect? But, you know, in this flashback, we see Allie approaching yeah. her for sex. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, before even the election happened, there was something in Ivy that was, you know, yeah. distancing her from Allie. Right. But, I mean, that's the it thing. It doesn't help she turned out to be super crazy. Right. Both of them. Um, so, anyway, the doctor says, hey, 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 let's slow down about the Ivy stuff. Let's work on things you're actually in control of. So, Allie confides that... She doesn't know how to interface with her son now that she's a part-time mom that's required to do supervised visits. And they, we see a flat flashback flashback to her trying to relate to Oz at the butchery on Main. Ooh. And Ivy's in the background and there's a social worker in the background. And she's like trying to, you know, tell this charming pirate story from his youth. And he's like, Mom, I'm on r slash watch people die on the reg. <laughs> This shit is just too, but you're embarrassing me, please. You're embarrassing yourself, most importantly. Uh, I'm too old for this shit. So she says, help me not lose my son. To the therapist. To the therapist. Flashback. To Oz. Flash forward. (laughs) Flash flash forward. Uh, So then we see uh, Kai and his band of cultists in a parking lot. Presumably a Home Depot or other home improvement store. I just just assuming. 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 I mean, I've got a I've got a hundred percent track record for predicting predicting the location of parking lots. So I'm going to keep riding that wave of success. It's the most spacious pa- place to meet and like yeah yeah plan, like it used to be Walmart supermarts, but now it's like it's the Home Depot. If yeah. you need some space, if you need some space to meet. Home Depot. If you need a place with very few security cameras <laughs> and like all the tension, right. all the dramatic tension, right? Home Depot. Yeah, just just for all your all your cultist meeting needs. So he's passing out. Like I, I almost paused and tried to enhance this to see if I could tell, like if it was conspicuous what phone he was handing out because, like he says, this is best in class in low light photography, and it'd be hilarious if there was like an Apple logo on it or something. Was that what he said? Yeah, he did because he was he was telling RJ how to film the scene. He's giving him a, a, a cell phone with a good low light because they're going to do this murder thing. And he goes, "When the kill shot comes, I want you all to chant Ava, uh, Ave Satanus, mm-hmm. which is Hail Satan in Latin." And Harrison says, why can't we just say Hail Satan? He goes, because Latin's scary, dumbass. And, you know, that's he's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to Bob in his home, and he's preparing himself some Neapolitan ice cream and licking blood. Neapolitan. Neapolitan. Yeah, he comes in the stairs licking what we discover later is his blood, blood from off his, his latex-covered gloves. It's yeah. gimp blood. It's gimp blood, and he's getting hooking some ice gimp, cream. Hooking the gimp's bloody work. Yeah. Hungry work. It is. The only thing to slate... A little, have a little snack on your way down The only thing to slate a, a gimp thirst is Neapolitan ice cream. Is, <laughs> is this weird? Yes. This isn't... <laughs> yes. No, I mean, like, we've had no indication that Bob was into this sort of thing before. I think one of the listeners was right on a couple weeks ago that there's this undercurrent of sexuality and, like, sexual deviancy or sexual expression that is also being... Because if you notice how much of the credits is taken up with people covered in blood, like aggressively fucking, yeah, there is there is something in like the that like how often they're emphasizing the sexual conflict between Ivy and 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 uh, uh, the other one, Ivy, <laughs> Allie. And the other one. Ivy and Allie, and how Winter is mixed up in that, yeah. and like it's set and like you're never going to be you, you're are you afraid you're never going to be penetrated by another man and. The jerking off, like it's it's there is I don't know what they're tra- that's the one thing that 
you know, fucking Murphy is not broadcasting a neon in the forehead <laughs> that he's trying to say. And it'll be interesting to see what develops of that. All right. Are you ready for a quick fanfic rewrite? Do it. What if instead of a gimp, he had had Serena in some sort of BDSM thing in his house? Then yeah. it's like. You yeah. know what? If Ryan Murphy wasn't writing these one episode at a time, like two weeks into the future, he'd probably be like, damn it, that would have been a hell of an idea. Right? Then you get like mega Star power. Then yeah. I believe that everyone in the town knows those people from seeing them on TV and cares and now feels unsafe in their neighborhood. Yeah. If even, you know, rich, Although, famous people can get murdered. Though I guess like the thing is about murdering two of them in an unrelated incident with these serial killers makes it almost seem like this agent news agency is being targeted, which I think we'll see how smart Murphy is or how he connects this. But it would be interesting if the public supports Bev even more because like, oh, she's she's out there telling the truth. And yeah. these these clowns are gunning for this. This is the this is the one news agencies has been telling the truth. About all, everybody else has been refusing to report it, and they're being punished for it. And Bev is staying, like, "Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna give her instant credibility mm, because yeah. she's spouting nonsense, <laughs> and she's the only one spouting nonsense." But that makes her more fucking credible than the other people that have the same fucking story because uh-huh. it's true. Uh-huh. Crazy how that works. Right? Crazy how that fucking works. Um, yeah, gimp in the attic. Uh, the gimp's just hanging out, you know, like you do, from <laughs> hooks embedded deeply in his flesh. Uh, also, bonus, Kai is Dick Knows the Clown. <laughs> okay. He's such an evil genius, he almost destroyed our marriage over, <laughs> over his etymology I don't even know what happens. <laughs> but yes, I was right. So the so the audience the the the, the audience the uh, the Kai cult has a debate about what to do with this gimp and Kai says we don't take votes and he kills him with a sword ripping his flesh from the hooks and tearing him down and 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 killing him a bunch gross yeah Ivy runs from the room vomiting because she wasn't expecting all this this was not part of the plan. And I and Winter starts to comfort her. The rest of the clowns tie Bob off Bolton style to this cross, and Bev comes up and takes an axe and smashes him in the head with it. After she takes her mask off, and she's a dick to RJ about pointing the camera at her face. Why didn't she just keep the? F- oh, she wants Bob to know. She lady Olin at him. I don't know why she spoke though. What? Because her voice is the most recognizable thing about her. I would right. say. And also. She's... Imagine if Brian Williams killed someone on camera with, like, a mask on. People would be like, that's fucking Brian Williams. <laughs> right. Or Tom Brokaw or Katie Couric or any of those people. Like, they're... Yeah. So, yeah. Brian Gumball. I mean, they're... Gumball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, all, they're all very... They're Dave Letterman. These are some people like, I, I could not kill someone on camera with my face obscured because people no. are like, that fucking Aaron. You like, cannot play not, laser granted, tag granted, being recognized. Granted, not a lot of you would, but enough of them that I would not get away with the crime. There would be, you know, a fan from Sheboygan saying, by God, that's Aaron. And they would sit in and I'd be fucked. Yeah, you would. Let alone this person is on camera all the time. And mm-hmm. like millions of people in the major metropolitan suburban area of Michigan that they live in. Are, are... I feel like Beverly, just because she wanted to show up 20 minutes before every other news team in the town. Yes. Um, really put herself at risk there. Yes. She had to have the story of the... The video being emailed directly to her, uh-huh. and it's her voice on the camera, 
And if I were a detective, I would say, well, why her? Why is he sending it directly to her when everyone else in the station has been killed recently? Right? Doesn't that make her a pretty yeah. much more visible figure? Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. Okay. 100%. Great. Bev is there to stand outside the building because she's heard the criticism. She's heard the crickets about like, how are you getting all this stuff in? She says, I got an email with the video and I'm going to play it live on the air. It's disturbing. Don't watch. And everybody in the Detroit suburban areas goes <gasps> and, and sees, sees the clown, the clown stab, stab Bob to death. And that's it. That's it. Yep. Uh, so Bev and Kai do a post murder debriefing session. And she goes, did you see something wrong with what happened? And he goes, it didn't go so smooth. I didn't expect Ivy to be so squeamish. And she goes, I don't mean her. And then he says, yes, I guess all the others asked too many questions. And she says, we've got to go after the weakest link. Now, she's going to build the case that RJ is the weakest link. And she's going to start her opening argument with a flashback to five flashback. weeks later. So the clown crew are staging the coffin gag. Turns out that Meadow and Camera Boy were not really on board with killing these people. They thought they would just put them in the coffin for a bit and scare them. And Bev's like, no, we're making the the news, so we got to kill these people. Uh, And then they go back to the present, and Kai's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's a cancer. We need to cut him out. He and Meadow. So, well, and they don't include Meadow. That's the thing that's a little bit... Fuzzy is what exactly happened to Meadow. Did Met was was Meadow was Meadow seen as a weak link too? Because she wasn't identified as such. I mean, it seems like she was. Yeah, but she how much said, of it was she a weak link, and how much of it is because Harrison wanted her dead, and Kai is just trying to fuck with Harrison. I don't know. Although Harrison seemed kind of fine about it this yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Allie is upstairs fluffing Oz's room for the seventeenth time today when she hears something go bump outside. And she sees Harrison getting a heavy bag out of his car, a heavy meadow-shaped body bag, perhaps. <laughs> uh, she goes to Oz's telescope to see Harrison in his home putting a shovel away. So Allie decides to go over and investigate his backyard armed with a Louisville slugger, where she sees a totally legit grave dug. I mean, mm-hmm. this is no shallow grave like you hear. This is like a regulation six-foot-under concrete vault. Yeah. Very nicely satin lined coffin. Like Harrison put some 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 back grease. Yeah. Some back grease into digging this hole. Let me tell you. This was oh, premeditated. So maybe next next episode we're gonna get a flashback about what happened to Meadow. Would be funny is if they had Meadow dig it. I don't know why that'd be funny. That wouldn't be funny at all. <laughs> That's I'm a monster. I'm podcast greatest monster. Uh anyway, she she looks like she's dead, but then she opens her eyes and says, Help me. Uh, Allie says, fuck this, runs back over to her house and calls the police, and she gets 9-11's voicemail. Uh, then she calls back, tries again, and 9-11 pu- uh, picks up the phone and says, new number, who this? <laughs> then she calls Ivy, and Ivy's just not no, having no, it. She didn't get through to the police. I know. That, she... was, me being, that was me being funny. Oh, okay. Uh, because I think that the joke is that the, the, the police are fucking with her because they're in on the cult deal. So uh, there, then she calls Ivy, and Ivy's not having it. Uh, but then there's banging on the door and windows, and it's Meadow begging for help. She goes... She learned how to use her faculties real quick. Yeah. She goes, Allie, it's a sick cult, and everyone's in it. The police, my husband, my babysitter, or your babysitter, your wife. Like she, I, I love how she gave that in exact order of personal importance to Allie. Exactly. Like, that's stunning that she could give that in reverse 
personal importance order. Yeah. Like the first incredible. thing, uh, 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 uh the, the police, and then uh, the, the, my husband is like, like, that's so weird, right? I don't know. And why you see them coming, and you know they're coming, and you're making a lot of noise. It's a dramatic. It, it's you know who, who you know the performance is for us, the audience, because it gets yes. us in suspense. Like, oh my god, oh my. Although we already knew all these people were part of the cult, so now I'm back to fuck you, uh, Murphy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone then grabs her from behind and stuffs a pillowcase over her head, and then. She hangs up on Ivy because she realizes that, oh, my God, Ivy's in on it. Or maybe she's just losing my her mind. Wife? Maybe this is all in her mind. We don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe. So then back at the cult house. <laughs> Do you really believe that? No. Okay. No, I don't. All right. In fact, didn't we already see Harrison covered in blood and a murdered med? I'm, I'm kind of just all in all. So, okay, that must happen next. And that explains why Allie came over there. But the, the timeline doesn't work yeah, because Allie was still with bit. Ivy. They hadn't broken up at that point yet. Oh. So did they stage that? Was that fake? I mean, the cops are in on it, so they could have. Oh, but why right. would they stage that, that in front of Allie? And then bring her back? I'm really confused by that. Yeah, she should have already been... Harrison should have already been arrested. I feel like we're... And that's... The... But no, he wouldn't have been. Because like I said, I grant that the cops could have been covering all Didn't this Didn't she up. just come over for a little bit? Or to like drop him off or pick him up or something like that when that happened? We'll have to watch that again. No, I don't know. Back at the cult house, Ivy asks where Meadow is. Kai comes in and tells Winter to tell them he's all 10% ahead of all the other candidates. And she's like, why the fuck don't you just say it? What am I, your fucking puppet? No, she doesn't say that because she's in a cult. You don't ever question a leader's in a cult. You don't. Believe you me. Believe you me. Get in a lot of trouble for that. Uh, and he says, that's the biggest jump in history in the polls. I think there's a little subtle satire here because I don't fucking believe that a 10% councilman jump is the biggest in any kind. Like, he doesn't specify what kind of poll. Like, I think he does, this is a, that's just a made-up fact. Right. Um, Similar to other made-up facts that have been made in public. Right. They did say it was an unscientific poll. Um, so he says, is it enough? And he goes, not even close. He gives this weird speech about, like, here at the moment of triumph, they got to be vigilant, and they can't make, uh, countenance any dissent in their ranks. And he says they're now going to take care of a problem. And it's revealed that camera boy, RJ, RJ. is strapped to a chair with a ball gag in his mouth. And Kai has a nail gun. And I thought it was kind of adorable how, like, Chaz Bono played her character. Like, he was, like, down. Like, like Kai's saying all this stuff, and he's in the living room going, yeah! And then around this corner, and almost, almost everybody's kind of shocked. And but, but Bono looked like he was, like, super, super pumped. Yeah. Like, fuck, I knew that RJ guy. I knew it because, you know, Kai was talking this thing about, like, we got we to gotta admit that we were wrong. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's kill this guy. Was, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know if I'm even making sense. Uh, but he goes, Ivy, you got to go first because you ran out and threw up during the killing last night. And you got to show solidarity. Bum, bum, bum. And it's just pitiful uh, because she doesn't want to do it. And he's trying to get his head away. And she, he's restrained. And it's just, it's, you know, it's just awful. It's awful. Like we were talking about in the, the first of the... Uh, the podcast, and she doesn't kill him in one shot, and we get to see this guy take nail after nail, and he's losing his, his faculties. He's getting slowly lobotomized. I think this is the like scariest body horror to me personally. Being tortured it, to death, brain in, no brain injuries, uh, like yeah. lobotomies in movies or like 
Yeah, I was trying to think if I got or like the thing. there's a scene in Hannibal. Right. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I've seen Hannibal. Where he's like, watch with you, taking meat or taking brain matter. Yeah, out of this guy's head, cooking it, it in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. Uh-huh. that. Yeah. I I think here's why I don't like body horror is because I got this overdeveloped sense of empathy and I can't help but think what I would do in RJ's position. I sit there and hold these debates and I'm like. Well, I would like bob and weave, and I would never like just you know like do a couple half-hearted stuff. I would make her fucking work for that first nail. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, maybe you should just hold still and hope she gets in one shot, and then you're over. And then then like there's the then the voice that wins says it really doesn't matter what you do, you're going to die. Yeah. Like in the grand universal scheme, dying heroically or cowardly in a puddle of your own piss means nothing. Right. And then I get depressed, and that's why I don't like it. <laughs> Great. It's, not, it's not like Thanks. it's not like a ghost story where you get you get all this adrenaline and then it gets released. Uh-huh. It just it's just a spiral that takes me down bad places. Okay, I'm glad you share that with us. I am. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a form of therapy. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kai does a kill shot with a shot to his medulla oblongata because he went to college. <laughs> No shit like that. He went to college for religious studies, so he knows how to kill someone. But he's also subscribed to Soldier of Fortune and American Ninja Quarterly, so he knows things like that. Uh, (laughs) um, Bev and Kai square off with the old Pinky Promise game. Equal power. And you know what? Bev turns the tables on him. Yeah, she does. And she gets him to confess a whole bunch of shit. We find out that his parents died three years ago. Yeah. Uh, that him and Winter are related, that him and Dr. Vincent are related. They're all brother and sister. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, his dad was a successful lawyer and, you know, seemed like a decent middle-of-the-road waspy kind of guy until he was paralyzed by, from the neck down by a motorcycle accident. And he talks hilarious. He talks like Nick Nolte, like he's gargled yeah. some battery acid and he's always talking like that. You know, like <laughs> yeah. a little bit of little bit of Yosemite Sam, a little foghorn leghorn, and then you 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 auto tune it through Nick Nolte, <laughs> and that's what you got for this guy's voice. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe like a touch of Gary Busey. A little Busey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's got he's got some oversized chompers. That's where you get those <laughs> acoustics from. Uh, his mom and they, they show like this domestic life and he's just being a shit to them and he's just this bitter old man and his mom flips out and, and does a murder suicide uh, we also find out that Kai is on r slash the red pill because of fucking course he is mm-hmm. of course he is it makes so much sense to him this 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 uh, philosophy that was developed by two trans women from Hollywood it's 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 the leading standard bearer for guys like uh, Kai on the internet. That's insane. Yeah. Um. So he calls his brother, who again is Doctor Vincent. <gasps> we didn't see that coming. Actually, I didn't know that they were brothers. That's what that was. Your that guess. was the review. Did I guess? Or, I thought you he was said a brothers. You said brothers. I said father son. Okay. Because he could be believably that. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess if you asked me to choose, but I think my leading theory was that he that that the former patient. And I think I was. I do I get partial credit for being right that he is the actual true founder of the cult. Is he though? You don't get credit yet because. Yeah. The no. So he he started the pinky promise thing, and I think his brother just had a series of very traumatic things happen on one day, and those that's what stuck with him. Right. Pinky promise is a very common thing to do. Oh sure, got it sure. tattooed on my finger for fuck's sake. Yeah, and it's like you know, or crossing your fingers behind your back. It's a universe. It's kind of mm. childish, and that's what's weird to see adults doing it. But you know, whatever. Uh, 
so he goes, brother, what do we do? And he goes, here's what we do. We put him in bed. We cover them with light. It'll be like a mausoleum. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this is bad. But, like, I'm not sure why, as society, we don't, like, move to something. Like, I'm surprised that ha- isn't a thing. Like, having mom and dad just laid out in, like, this weird closet thing in your house. I don't think it's illegal. I think it's probably illegal. But I'm saying, like, I, I think you could – I just think – I think you could make it safe. And and the thing is, people like A-Rod are being so I think you have so to, weird. like, declare that the person is dead. No, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I, I'm, I'm surprised that, like, being interred inside a family residence is not something that's ever been done in Western history. Because, yeah. Oh, yes, it has. Because our burial oh, customs yes, are hella weird. Has. What do you mean, when? When, is, when have people been buried inside a house? Oh, not or buried. Or interred in a room I just mean, like, they used to, yeah, they would be displayed in coffins in, like, the Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Like, parlor. When, yeah, before they had a funeral parlor, yeah. you actually displayed but them they, in the yeah, parlor. Yeah, they yeah. would stay there for, like, a week. Right, but you wouldn't be, that's what I'm saying, like, I'm surprised that in all but the weird-ass funeral customs that humans have come up with, that's never been a thing. And it, it starts to smell weird. eventually. I, I, but I think what you could do like, it right. I think you could do it right. Maggots and... You could seal it. Like, they, mausoleums are a thing. But I mean, they're like, not maggoty-smelling places. You wouldn't want to crack one open, probably. But then, but. Uh, then it's like, why would you keep it in your house? I could put a treadmill there or something. I'm just saying, I, I, you know, why would you look? Okay, we keep ashes of loved ones in urns in our house. Do we? Yeah. We need to get rid of those. <laughs> uh, okay, you got me. Um, you Cecilied me. Uh, let's. So he goes. It'd be like a mausoleum. Hey, look, winter just started. College. We're still paying for yours, dumbass. You don't got a job. My practice in his infancy. Have you ever heard of the death tax? They take like 40% of dad's money and we need the money. And he says, and he extends his pinky offering this promise to Kai. And Kai, like Kai has the normal human reaction of this is crazy. But his brother in like three sentences completely changes his mind. Winter does the same thing. She comes home. For Thanksgiving, finds out mom and dad are dead and is outraged for all of three seconds until Kai says money. Yeah. And then she's like, I Ooh. I continue to be suspect that 100% of the people that Kai meets with his crazy ass plan are converted instantly. Right. Like, I just don't feel like that's how that's that that's um, they're doing a disservice because that's not how culturally work. Like, right. it, like if you would be forgiven to think that, like, you know, certain people just have immunity to cult tactics. Like that's something you can you can get and you can be informed of, but you don't come out of the womb mother naked with with cult <laughs> evasion tactics. They're very effective. I think I'm I I think I'm willing to give that a pass because we don't have time in eleven episode season to sit there and watch the magic take hold. Yeah, but a true cult, like if he did it, like if he, like I I guess he should have committed to the to the political satire, which I know he is doing with like the cult thing too but i also think just the idea of a cult is really creepy yes and like you, you, like, like that's you just your standard variety jehovah's witness scientology and... type cult yeah. i'm talking you add like a Mar- like a marilyn manson uh uh uh, uh, marilyn, uh charlie charlie manson, manson style <laughs> murder cult that is like one of the scariest thing or a or a, a jim jones style jonestown Yes. Kool-Aid cult? Those yes. things are fucking terrifying. Men, Heaven's women, Gates? and children all ready to kill themselves. Have you ever heard the recordings from those? <laughs> yeah. It is fucked 
up. Yes. Some of the worst shit I've ever heard. I wish I hadn't listened to it. I didn't think an audio recording could hurt me. Yeah. I've been wrong twice. 9-11 recordings and fucking Jonestown shit. Never again. Yeah. It's like that stuff. And like I'm like, that's why I guess it's kind of disappointing that we're doing this aspect of. Right. The, the, it's not even about thing. the cult being no, it's so all scary metaphor. as much as they're just throwing a lot of like visual yeah. Creepers at us. So there's this montage of uh, Kai having communion with his dead parents, and they're getting progressively rotted and more rotted. But they're always clothed, and then and then one scene they're not. They're, no, like, in the beginning of the scene they're clothed, and then just a quick shot over, and oh, clothes are gone. <laughs> yeah, the clothes are just gone, and I'm like, did Cla- did are they going to reveal that like Kai stripped naked and did something kooky with it? No, I think it's just that's just a continuity. That's such a weird continuity error. Are they implying and, that? And the there's clothes... no no fucking way those clothes rot. Okay. Down to the fucking bone and flesh. No way. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. I want to see that on fucking. I want Adam. I want Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman to say that on MythBusters. I need MythBusters to come back from being canceled and test that myth, and they say myth confirmed before I will even believe it. Okay. I just no way. No way. Too much polyester. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then they show him holding his mom's skeletal hand when he says, "I want to make you, I want to be something, I want to make you proud." And then they come back to where we're finished with the flashback, and we see Kai sobbing into the arms of Bev. And there's some. I think we got some feedback about people asking whether this might sim- show a power shift. Yes, absolutely. I I agree with that. But here's the thing. Evan Peters is so bad in this scene that I can't tell if he's just that shitty at crying or if they're supposed to suggest that this is a performance and he's trying to somehow rope-a-dope Bev. I think he's just a bad cry actor. Hmm. All right. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I think you. I mean, I, I I think you're right, but also it's like it's an, it's it's ambiguous for me. Okay. Uh, any closing thoughts, or should we get right to feedback? Let's do it. Feedback. You can send the feedback to us by sending emails to ahs at baldmove.com, or we got a weekly forum thread on forums.baldmove.com in the American Horror Story <laughs> forum. Uh, Amanda J says, I just saw an interview with Sarah Paulson, and she said all her characters' phobias are her own, even the weird ass whole thing. Ellen, oh, by the way, this was on Ellen. Ellen put up a big picture of a honeycomb, and she freaked out until Ellen told her it was gone. I guess no Emmys in her future, just her being authentically annoying. Just thought it was interesting that she was actually afraid of clowns, bees, and small holes. Yeah, that's... I mean, I think that obviously the small hole thing is a bit of a tough sell to me. But clowns and bees, like, drop a baby afraid of bees? What the fuck? So she's, you know, a living embodiment of a Redditor that goes to the (laughs) trypophobia thing just to creep herself out. Right. She has a phobia, a Uh debilitating fear, Uh but she's chosen to put herself in this position with all of her particular phobias. Right, on American Horror Story. Okay. So just want to make sure I got those facts straight. Is that right? That's That's, that's the facts as I understand them on the ground. They're constantly evolving. Let's see what Bev has to say live from the scene. Uh, she says, the podcast has been gripped by Tara. Uh, Tarina. Podcast has been gripped by Tarina. She says, I've done my research. Oh, yes. Cecily, the first time his... Oh, we're, we're back to Dick Knows the Clown. Yes. The first time the clown's noses were spoken of in any phallic sense is when you two were discussing the character and you referred to him as that one listener helpfully suggested is as the dildo-faced clown. Episode 702 at the 52-minute mark. Holy shit. She Tarina. did her research. 
So this new listener suggests another name, Dick Face the Clown. That's the only callback I can see. You're not crazy. It's not from anything. That's all it's a reference to. The listener naming was literally a callback to another listener naming him. It's so meta, Cecily. My forehead is bruised from face palming. Thank you. The dildo you. face clown was a decent enough reference, I think. Oh, my God. Thank you. Someone understands. I still don't <laughs> I'm understand. I'm losing my mind. I still don't understand because I guess I never got that what you were asking for is like, did I make that up or did it come from a listener reference? That I thought was I was exactly my question. Right. Which of those was it? It's that a was... listener reference. We came but up. You, you came know up with that. You, you told came me. up with dildo. The you know what? Clown. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> Are you gaslighting me? <laughs> no, I'm just not <laughs> engaging in this. Uh, so she goes. I did it for you, girl. Ain't no gaslighting here. Just a bunch of weirdos. And we. And and yet. And yet, I don't think we're... I thought we solved this. Should I just move on? Yeah, move on. I'm okay. not doing this ever again. Leah from... from. Thank you for writing in, Terrence. <laughs> Terrence? What? Terina. Terina. Oh, sorry. See, this is going to be next week when I quote Terina. You're like, who's Terina? I remember Tarantella, <laughs> but I don't remember... Ter- Where did Terina come from? And I'll be like, oh, my God. Cutting this. <laughs> <laughs> Leah from Balmer, Maryland. Uh, Balmer. <laughs> Balmer. She said in her she said in her little postscript she goes P.S. Once you know this, it's not all uh, murder, murder, homicides come from Baltimore. And I thought my first thought was no, it's also shitty Kathy Bates accents. But that's mean. That's no, mean it, and catty. No, it's true. Yeah, but also kind of true. But but the <laughs> thing is, is she didn't have an authentic Baltimore accent. It was like a like a mangled version. Okay, of Okay, show us how it's done. I want you to read this email in an authentic nope, Baltimore accent. Nope, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't, uh, even, I can't even imagine what it's like. It's just, <laughs> it's like I just sort of blocked Coates. it out of my memory. Balmer Coats. I can say Baltimore Colts. You can say Balmer Coats, and that's uh, that's that's the most accent I can get. Uh, just on to me after rewatching, says Leah. Kai used a variation of a famous Charles Manson quote. Manson was once quoted as saying, I am the man in the mirror. Anything you see in me is in you. I am you, and when you can admit that, you will be free. I am just a mirror. Kai said something to the effect of, I'm just a mirror. Anything you see in me, you see in you. If that wasn't blatantly an homage to the famous cult leader, then I don't know what is. I will be looking out for more famous cult leader references, quotes this season, that's for sure. Yeah, that'd be, that would be interesting if they, Sounds like... like it. Roll because like that's one thing Murphy's pretty good at. He like has those like topical references, like all those like famous murderers that he had over at JPM's uh, soir- Halloween soiree, you yeah. know, in the hotel season. Yes, like, he's got some attention. To- he likes that. He- mm-hmm. He's like he's- you can tell he's got attention to detail. Yeah, he does. Also, I'm not implying that Ryan Murphy's like a total hack because like his OJ no. shit was good. I and think he's, made he's some a great excellent writer. Television. I just don't think American Horror Story is getting his full attention anymore. And there's a lot of obvious shortcuts happening, which yeah. that's cool. Like, but I mean, he's still a great writer. Yeah, yeah. all these references are spot on. Like yeah. he's writing this really fast. Yeah. Um, and he's also in the got three a hours large, a week he gives American Horror got, Story. He writes his heart out. Well, Guaranteed. I think we all neglect the fact that there's a large team of writers all writing. He's got the main story credit, but there's a lot That's of people. That's true. Doing there's it. many criminals. It's not just, it's not just <laughs> exactly. Murphy. Exactly. This war crimes you talked about earlier <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just Dr. Manhattan in that field. <laughs> uh, who am I now? Am I the comedian or am I the Vietnamese? You're the Viet Cong. Okay. Uh, You're the. <laughs> are you to do do i surrender directly to you is that is that are you the dr manhattan in this this uh tale Mm-mm. 
Uh, Mark from NYC. I have been in the fitness industry for the last 25 years. All right. The podcast recognizes ah. you as a fully licensed personal gymnast. The podcast gymnast. would like to recognize a Mark, real... Personal gymnast. Personal gymnast. Per- personal gymnast. I've had the privilege to teach classes in many gyms all over the world. And if there's, and if there was uh, a steam room to be visited, I was there to check it out. All right, <laughs> we we'll recognize you as an expert on steam rooms as well. <laughs> the, the board, the podcast would like to recognize a public masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> He's an instructor. If you can't do, you he teach. He instructs people on how to masturbate in That's what rooms? I just implied. Okay. Uh, I can say without a doubt, anywhere there are naked men, restrooms included, sexual activity does occur. If you know yeah. what to look for or to initiate it, oh. parenthetically guilty, your sheltered eyes would be amazed. Without going into too much, too, too much detail, recently I was at a high-end gym here in New York City enjoying a steam after my class. I kid oh, you not, there were 14 the men. Bet the were high there. Huh? Bet the ends were high there. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, there were 14 men, I counted, more than half wearing wedding bands, just tugging away with a B-job here and there. What? B-job. Just Blow in jet, front of people? The beach. Yeah. 14 that... angry men. <laughs> so this is not as unusual as you may think. I, I got to say, um, I my, so. my my Midwestern sensibilities are not offended because I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with adults doing adult things with each other. It sounds like there's some infidelity. I have a small moral qualm with that, but you know, I don't know what their relationship's like. Whatever. Uh, it's more like I'm just I'm just really surprised that that's as commonplace as it is. I would think just to be the fear of being caught or someone walking in and be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, probably 99 percent of the reason I don't jerk off in public restrooms is I'm deathly afraid if someone would kick in the door and be like. This guy's jerking off. Like you know, that keeps that fear keeps us and keeps me in line. Oh no, I think you're the exception. I think most men everywhere are always looking for the next place to masturbate. Public restrooms. Yeah. Don't don't. don't wouldn't people hear him? Hear him? Hear him? I specifically like remember you you starting a thread on the forums or something about people who masturbated in public. No, no, masturbated at, at work. work. So work is different because you have like I'm, I'm assuming you're, it's not at a cubicle. You have an office. If maybe you a door masturbate you can at lock. work, you're even more likely to masturbate just like while you're driving your car, just jerking off. That happens all the time. People have you ever jerk seen off that? in a car. You've never seen that. No, yes. I've never seen anyone jerk off in a car. Absolutely, people. Yeah, just I mean, mostly men just jerking it off while they're driving home from work or something. Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Wow. Maybe they hide it from you, but they show women like me. Well, when... that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> although I have to say, I I would think there's some dudes out there who would the want first, me to see. The first time I saw it, I was like five or six. It was in New York, obviously. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you were driving past the steam bath, and yeah. you looked over. There's 14 dudes sucking and jerking. It was crazy. I mean, I in was cars. Yeah, we were in a minivan, and you know, mm-hmm. it sits up a little bit higher than the car that was next to us. And I look over, and there's a guy. And my, I mean, the thing, I think the thing that impressed it upon my memory most is my mom freaking out at the guy when she rec- realized what was going on. Yeah, in front of a child. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. People are nasty. Not happens like all I said, the time. You know, I, yeah, if you're jerking off in front of a child on the highway, yeah, I can comfortable calling you a creep. I don't mm. have to worry about kink shaming that. That's, this isn't on the highway. Where was it? In the streets. In the streets. In the mean streets. Oh, the guy was on the sidewalk? No, we were like stopped at red light or something. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Like you know, driving just, the car. Just keep your eyes forward is what I say. <laughs> Never, nothing ever gets to the, just, you know, glance at the side mirrors every once in a while. Turn around when you're backing up. Otherwise, I just mean, that's fine. If you want to go through, if you want to go through 
life with your blinders on, that's great. I appreciate that you have the privilege to do so. <laughs> so let me ask. <laughs> You're right. Because I was just about to say, if you walked in, like if you were, like if you were sitting there having a steam bath. And three men came in, and two of them started jerking off, and one of them started sucking the other off. Would you leave? And I'm like, well, of course you would. But I, I'd like, I would be like, well, why should I leave? The, unless, unless they come over there and try to touch me or stick their dicks in me or something like that. I've got no like, it's 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 I, I I'm gonna I'm not gonna let them ruin my steam bath. No. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was watching a movie and they're distractedly having sex because that's in, interfering with my enjoyment. But is it interfering with my enjoyment of the steam bath? having some dudes getting down on each other in the corner. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie, this is my first time posting anything. Anything? Anything? Welcome to the internet, Jamie. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad your first time was with us because we'll be so gentle. We're so gentle. So gentle. Uh, I felt the need to say how frustrating it is as a viewer that literally every character is now in a cult. Tell me about it. While it's both ironic and smart that the most annoying character has now turned into an unlikely heroine, I just wish there were more characters to root for in this season. Horror works best. Oh, but I, you're one up on me, man, because I haven't turned the corner on Allie yet. Uh, horror works best when there's at least one moral epicenter, i.e. a family, a couple, etc. My least favorite season of this show is Hotel because I was ultimately watching a bunch of sociopaths, albeit sexy sociopaths, running around murdering people. You didn't care about them vampire kids? <sighs> Lady Gaga's all her vampire kids? You didn't care about any of them? I can't believe that. Come on, Jamie. There, that, was, that, was the, that was the swirling center right there. Now, I'm Elizabeth not saying... Taylor? Liz Taylor? Come on. Yeah, I cared deeply Come about on. Liz Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying everything needs to end well. Obviously, that's not going to happen. With Murder House, Asylum, even Roanoke, there were characters that were ultimately decent people who had horrible shit happen to them. And this is more interesting because it creates drama and tragedy. Ugh, I guess I'll have to root for Allie this year because I just don't give a shit about these moronic sociopaths. In fact, I'm now just looking forward to seeing them all pay horribly. Them nails and RJ really got to me. Yeah, uh, I pretty much agree with everything he says, do except you? for the alley is heroic. Yeah, I mean, I do not. I mean, she's definitely I the do... protagonist, but is she? So was Tony Soprano, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he was. Uh, you can be a bad person. I'm not rooting and for still anyone. Still have the drama be you being propelling the the drama drama forward. So yeah, I'm not rooting for anyone on this group. Also, who was the sympathetic person in Roanoke? Like the 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 researcher, uh, the huh? <laughs> you know Russell Edgington. He's the he's always the blameless character in every season, except for except for Freak Show. He was real asshole there. The first season wasn't great for him. Yeah. Um, rookie season. Right. Rookie so rookie season mistakes. Like fifty percent success right there on being a hero, <laughs> <laughs> or blameless rather. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about Jamie's email? No. Uh, Michelle from Cali. Lots of answers, but one burning question. What the fuck is with the gimp? What? Bob? What the fuck? I mean, we'll never know since he was killed off, but why introduce that level of freaky with zero explanation? Not great, Bob. Like I said, I, I think... I th- <laughs> That's a good Mad Men Brought reference. it back to Mad Men. I like it. I think that, as I mentioned briefly before, that this is... I, I can't remember what listener it was, but about three weeks ago, they said, hey, are you been paying attention to all the sexual undercurrent in this season so far? And I was like, no, but I'll start paying attention to it. And ever ah. since that email, it's everywhere. You woke. 
and I'm going to stay woke. And I, I don't, again, that's the one thing that's still kind of cryptic. I don't understand what they're trying to do with that imagery in particular. Um, but it's it's certainly something we're supposed to be noticing. Right. Also, the other thing, Loki, that I've kind of forgotten about is Twisty the Clown. I Do you think Twisty will actually feature in this? Because no. I kind of I think the Halloween climax is going to be Twisty coming back and 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 taking all these fools to hell. No, nope. They're taking the name of clown in vain. This season is not going to feature anything supernatural. So you put that stupid idea Wait, back in your stupid head. <laughs> you've said that before, right? That's that's Murphy said that? Murphy said that. Now, has Murphy ever lied to you before? Not really. He just really? mostly tells the truth and spoils his own shit all the time. Really? So, yeah. What? Maybe he's been doing that. This is like Jim's tactic. I'm playing no, Secret he already... Hitler. You like, know, when, when when Jim sits there and he's been to allies for 14 turns in a row and then he cites that as evidence, I've never been a fucking Nazi. But he never has. For 14, hey, four, you can't argue with a trend like that. <laughs> 14 times I've been an ally. How am I going to be a Nazi this time? And I'm like, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? Like, this is shit we talk about in the podcast. Probabilities, motherfucker. You're overdue. You're a Nazi right now. You're I, okay. a fucking Nazi. Okay. It's never going to work. <laughs> I think you're getting way too worked up about No, I'm this. getting appropriately worked up with that bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know what started the rant, but it was exactly, exactly, exactly <laughs> pertinent to the podcast, and it's staying in. Don't you edit it. By the way, Cecily's taken over as producer of this podcast the Just past few weeks. got to drop a quick marker there. And, okay. All right, uh, that's all the that's all the feedback we got. That's it. Yeah, it was. I think I think we scared people. Like, oh, we were just play fighting. We're like we're like the kitten. Oh that, yeah, we never. Really we're like fight. the kitten that bit a little too hard, and now the other kittens ran away and they're afraid. Come on back. We we learn. We, we won't bite so hard next time. We're just like you know, a lot of people came at us crazy, and we we're you know got got, got a little got, got a little feisty. Yeah, you're you uh you went a little hard. Did I? You you went ham on some <laughs> listeners. I did. I did. Uh, um, multiple episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but I seriously, I will never do it again. I promise. <laughs> you did just this episode. <laughs> uh Another demonstration of gaslighting. It's been this been it's been a, it's been five weeks. I've been carefully crafting this narrative. This is all your fault. I know. Uh, AHS at baldmove.com if you'd like to, to come back come back and kitten fight with us <laughs> uh, or forums at baldmove.com and of course you can follow everything that we're doing everything that we're doing at baldmove.com when are we going to sit and do a podcast we've got a lot we are bursting at the podcast seam Cecily we've got a lot to talk about we've got Top of the Lake we got Rick and Morty this we got BoJack Horseman very serious uh, we've got think- Gerald's Game Gerald's game, yes, fucking Gerald's game. We, we need, we need to make maybe uh, Friday evening instead of having fun. We can come over and do a podcast. Great, because tomorrow we got Blade Runner. I'd suggest it then. Or fuck, it's only ten lunch. o'clock. Let's just let's just lunch. Let's have lunch tomorrow and record a podcast. Yes, tacos. There you go, Taco Thursday, <laughs> Taco and th- podcast Thursday. Yes. Uh, this uh, this is also an ad for the Empire business where you go behind the scenes and see how Bald Move is made. Uh, <laughs> lots of tacos. Lots of tacos. Everything we do, baldmove.com. Be looking for all those podcasts we just talked about to hit the Bald Move TV feed. We'll see you next week for another episode of American Horror Story Podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.